Maximize Business Value podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition their business on their terms. Our mission was born from the lessons we've learned from over 100 business transactions, which fuels our desire to share our experiences and wisdom so you can succeed. Now, here's your host, CEO of Mastery Partners, Tom Bronson. Hi, this is Tom Bronson, and welcome to Maximize Business Value, a podcast for business owners who are passionate about building long-term sustainable value in their businesses. I'm so excited this episode. I'd like to welcome our guest, Steve Meek. He's principal at The Fulcrum Group, an outsourced IT services firm here in North Texas. I was recently introduced to Steve by his business partner, David Johnson, who is a member of my Vistage peer group. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about information technology or IT and protecting your IT assets, a very important part of building and maintaining uh, maximum value in your business. So welcome to Maximize Business Value, Steve. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me here today, Tom. I appreciate it. So thrilled to have you on. Tell us a little bit about the Fulcrum Group. Well, the the Fulcrum Group, uh, we provide outsourced IT services, uh, you know, back since uh, 2002. So, uh, and have been doing this, uh, uh, doing this quite a while. And, uh, you know, we've got a little over 20 people and uh, we've got clients all throughout uh, North Texas and, you know, cover, uh, you know, as uh, distinct as healthcare to uh, local government to, you know, all kinds of organizations. Uh, you know, as things have evolved, you know, technology keeps getting more and more important for uh, uh, organizations. I, uh, I was reading on your website uh, this morning about the name, the Fulcrum Group, and I, and I love that. Do you mind kind of sharing the story of how you guys came up with the Fulcrum Group? <laughs> Uh, sure. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm a nerd, so I read a lot. Uh, and uh, I happened to be reading this article. I think it was Fortune magazine. And uh, it was talking about uh, the six simple machines and, you know, how there's not really any new innovation, new applications of, uh, of things. Uh, so it just started me thinking that, uh, you know, what we do in technology or what we should be doing in technology, it's less about What's the actual tool, and more about how you apply that tool, uh, and and likewise businesses that become successful. I think the article was originally around the iPod and uh, about how the MP3 had been out for years, but it took Apple to come up with their spin, making it easy to use, and uh, and and you know the form and function and all those kinds of things to to make it apply. And I just thought that that was a that was a great story for businesses in general that uh, you know don't just be another one of the herd, but think about how you can uh, uh, make yourself a little bit different to appeal to those people who have the greatest need for your services. I love that. Uh, so simple tools, and it's just the application of those tools. I, I like it. So what is your background, and why did you and David start the Fulcrum Group? Um, well, my background, uh, actually, I went to college. Uh, I started off as a journalist, uh, oddly enough, and uh, at some point decided uh, to go the business route. So my degree is actually in business, but uh, David and I were actually partners in another consulting firm. So before we joined together, we were in a consulting firm for five years, an old Novell-based uh, uh, organization, if anyone remembers that anymore. Uh, but uh, 
I think the big difference is that the firm that that we were in was by and far a, I guess what I'd consider a product-based shop. They were very hardware oriented, very, uh, you know, hey, if it doesn't help us sell some new physical piece of product, uh, then it's not good for the business. And, uh, you know, my my desire, my approach was to be more services driven. Uh, and so a lot more of what we do uh, is focused around services. So I started the Fulcrum Group in 2002. And uh, David eventually left that same company as well. And so he and I started hanging out together and partnering on some stuff. And uh, we decided to get a trade show booth. And, you know, I'm on the left side in the trade show booth and David's on the right side in the trade show booth. We bumped into someone who happened to know the two of us. And the guy's just like, I don't get it. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't get it. You've got your own card. You've got your own card. Why don't you guys just one company? And so it took someone just, uh, you know, calling us out and saying, hey, this doesn't make sense. If you guys are working together anyway, so why don't you join together? So uh, we joined back together and I've uh, been going strong ever since. I love stories of businesses that get started that way. It's just the the simple person who asks the question, right? <laughs> it teaches you the power of the question. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, let's 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 jump into IT to, to get off on the right foot. Let's talk a little bit about the definition of IT information technology. So, how is it that you define it, and has the definition kind of evolved uh, over the years? I would say absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I think just the consumerization of technology that, uh, you know, people are much closer to technology than, than we've ever been. Uh, you know, in the early days when I first got into IT, uh, you know, technology was that room that nobody went into except for a couple of people because the computer took up the whole room. And, uh, you know, that's that's what IT was. And I think even if you think back then, you know, people like us, people of that generation were scared to go into that room because you weren't sure what you were going to do and what was going to happen. But with the modern day, it's just so incredible. Uh, you know, people grow up with computers, you know, you, you know, you see babies on tablets and all kinds of things. And so, you know, the, the typical user is not even the millennials anymore, the, the Gen Z or whatever you want to call them. They're raised on computers. They, they know more about some of the technology than we do. So, you know, I think as a business owner, the challenge is, you know, if you're hiring a new generation, if you're trying to keep up with things that don't think about technology as just the computer or the PC or any of those kinds of things anymore, it's your data, it's your applications, it's it's all of those things that uh, that go into how your business operates. And uh, you know, one of my one of my clients, uh, you know, they have their own IT manager, and so we consult on big projects for them. And when I asked him what uh, what do you guys support, and he said, "Well, if it plugs into power, we support it." And I just thought that was a, a that was a great thing that hey, you know, it's not not just limiting yourself to what's a computer, but uh, you know, the AV and all the other stuff that go into the network that they do. It just you know, I, I think it helps you understand of how pervasive technology is, and in some cases, we don't even think about it as being uh, technology anymore. Uh, now, I'm not saying we support microwaves or anything that that plugs in like that, but you know, for our clients, you know, they might have a copier or some other thing that may may not have been provided for us, by us. But by nature of our relationship, we know how to integrate that into net, into the network, how to help them troubleshoot issues, how to work with their vendor to resolve things. So, so we kind of have that kind of an approach to things that you know anything that's on the network that touches your your data or applications is typically something that we would get involved with. It's uh, um, so many times these days, anything that does plug into a wall 
is somehow connected to the internet, right? <laughs> so it, it is. It, it's actually a big, uh, you know, one of my certifications is around security. And that's one of the biggest concerns these days is, uh, uh, you know, the uh, so many things are connected to your network that you don't even realize that uh, could potentially be threats. Um, you know, there was a casino a couple of years ago that they got breached by a, a network attached thermometer in a fish tank. And you just wouldn't think that, uh, you know, that that would give you the foothold into the environment. But that's typically what happens is that all it takes is a foothold in uh, and then to pivot into, you know, other systems. Holy cow, that is crazy. Yeah, I've heard of all kinds of things. It, my wife and I always joke about the fact that we may be sitting out there. We do have one of those um, um, uh, voice units, Alexa, sitting out in the in the family room. We'll talk about something. And next thing you know, I'm on browsing my website and I'm getting ads for whatever it was we were right. talking about. So I think she's always listening. So, <laughs> uh, so you would probably tell me I need to turn that off sometimes. So I, I have other friends that have said the same thing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm all about usability. So I would, I would say decide where you want to put that and know that everything's being recorded. Everything you say is uh, being saved up to the cloud, uh, you know, all that information can be used, not necessarily against you, but to sell to you. Uh, and, and I think that's the that's the challenge that, you know, the huge pervasiveness of technology is that every time your smartphone is on, it knows where you're at, what you're doing, uh, you know, a, a lot of bits of information about you that can be mined and, and used to sell to you. Wow. Wow. All right. So let's get back to, to business. What should business owners know about their IT or their technology? Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, every business owner, you know, I think the things that I said before, just your applications and data, you know, those are the most important parts of, of your business. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, every time that there's a, uh, Every time you read the paper, there's somebody, some breach and other kind of thing. And I think we get desensitized to it or we get overwhelmed by it. But I think it should be a very sensitive thing of every time there's an attack like that, that, uh, you know, the business owner, you don't have to know anything, but you can take that article and go to your IT guy, your IT provider, whatever, and just go, hey, would we have been protected against this? And so, uh, you know, I think what I said before about just knowing the power of a question, being able to go back and not feeling like you have to know all the answers or have to be an expert at technology uh, to be to help shape where your technology is going and what it's doing for your organization and your team. Uh, you know, use that power of the question to find the right person to ask the right question and, and get the insight that you need. And, you know, from there you decide. Do I need to go left or do I need to go right? And that's that's all we're looking for as business owners is I just need just enough information to be able to make an informed decision. Right, right. So, you know, to me, you mentioned about uh, breaches and whatnot. And of course, the thing that hits the the local news media are when when Target gets breached or when Home Depot gets breached. And And I've heard many, many times from small business owners, Oh, they're not worried about me. You know, the hackers aren't worried about me. They're going after these big targets. And I personally think that that is the wrong approach. I love what your approach is, is when you read about that, to go and ask your IT people, am I protected against this uh, in case this happens to me? I mean, would you agree that that every business owner should be worried about the their security? Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's... Uh, 
you know, the, the, the situations that I've been involved in where there have been attacks or breaches or someone came to us for help at the last minute, you know, in a lot of cases, that owner was like, well, I didn't realize it would impact me like this, or I didn't realize this was the danger. I didn't quite understand. And, uh, and I think that's the, that's the, the key there is to, to understand that, you know, they may not, an, an attacker may not be specifically after you, you know, in the case of target, you know, that's a great example because they may not have been targeting target, but they were targeting an HVAC contractor who happened to work for Target. And so they got into this small company that got them into this big company. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that to me, that's the lesson there is, uh, you know, just be aware of not just you, but who your clients are. Uh, uh, one of the major, one of the major organizations that helps us uh, write a lot of the security thinking and logic, the National Institute of standards and technologies. It's a government agencies. Uh, but uh, one of the things that NIST did to recently update their content is they went back and they wrote in a whole section for third party risk. You know, who are the people in my supply chain that could impact me? And so in a lot of cases, if, if I was securing, for example, the Fulcrum Group, I wouldn't just look at me and what was going on in our network, but I would look at all my major suppliers. Who are my main vendors? What do they do for me? Who are the people who do support on my network? What are their policies and procedures? Uh, you know, what are the tools and technologies that I use? What are the, what are the securities and vulnerabilities available in those? But because there is an interconnectedness of things that, you know, we're always on at high speed, you know, now more than ever, it's important to not just look at yourself and not, not just see yourself as an individual or your firm as kind of a, an island unto itself, but all of us are connected in these different ways that may not be readily apparent unless you're in technology in your organization. There's so many connections that, that we don't know and, and don't understand. And, and I think uh, healthcare is one of those classic uh, uh, cases of, of where there's a lot of there's a lot of interconnectedness between applications and vendors that talk to each other. And, you know, now more than ever, you know, they're they're having to go through and exercise a lot more diligence just to make sure that they're they're protected. And likewise, their patients are protected or their other vendors or, uh, you know, business associates, covered entities, whatever, all of those uh, uh Everybody that's part of that web are connected, protected as well. So when we uh, when we talk about kind of the risks around technology, um, you know, every business owner should do things to to reduce their risk. What are the things that you recommend a, a business owner do to protect their servers and their network and that kind of thing? Well, you know, I think that uh, I think that being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, uh, you know. It, Create, it takes a special kind of person. Uh, you know, I think you have to be naturally curious and uh, be able to use the power of the question, whatever business you're in. Um, you know, we joke in, in, in our business that we're in a slightly different business every two to three years. Uh, and I'd venture to say that every business owner out there at some point slightly evolves their business or makes a change based on some sort of questions that they're asking. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, what I said before about the power of the question, the question is a powerful thing. If you're an owner and you're talking to your IT guy, you don't have to know the answer, but you can ask real open-ended questions and get some real insight into what's going on in your network. And in some ways, the, the exact same way you manage your business through KPIs, through you know metrics and those kinds of things, you can go to your IT guy and ask him, hey, you know, I saw this issue out there. Is there a way to measure that? 
as a business owner, you don't have to be the expert and know the answer to that. But uh, by asking that question, you challenge that person to really think about, you know, what's the best way to do that. And, you know, if you're, if you're managing your sales team, or your accounting, you know, you've got your, your numbers that you're following, you know, from the, from the security point of view, you can ask, Hey, is there a way we can track how many patches we have or need? And track patching percent or how many incidents occur in our network and you know you can just measure number of incidents or what your uptime is what your success of your backups are you know there's a lot of different things a lot of different numbers out there uh, some of it will depend on who you're who provides your it and and you know how they track things what tools they have but getting some insight into those things being able to consistently execute uh, you know that's not just good business uh, or not just good technology, that's good business. And, uh, you know, I think that having having a sense of what those metrics are, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it's going to be from year to year, but knowing and having a number, being able to measure against that number as an owner, then you can get a sense of, are we doing better? Are we doing worse? That's really good questions. I like that. Are, are there some things that you wish more business owners understood about their technology? Yeah, you know, honestly, for me, I think it's just that uh, people felt more comfortable with their technology. You know, for all the challenges uh, with COVID and, uh, you know, what the pandemic has brought to us, the thing that I absolutely love about uh, the mentality is it's forced every owner to accept the impact of technology on their business and realize that by their understanding it, there's a lot more they can get out of it. By them understanding it, they can see new possibilities. And, uh, you know, the thing that I wish owners knew was, uh, you know, understand more about the value of centralization. When you've got centralized technology, it gives you power to control everything, you know, from security to usability to manageability, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I think that more, I wish more owners understood the value of standardization, that when you standardize across your user base or across your technology, you lower your cost of uh, your technology cost. So if you know that all of your, uh, of your 50 employees that 10 fit into this group, 10 fit into this group and 30 fit into this group, then you can make some adjustments based on let's standardize the application every machine has. Let's standardize the hardware. These guys need less. These guys need more. And I think a lot of times, uh, you know, there's so many, there's so many technology challenges for a business. It just seems like it, it steals all your budget, but that's because we're, we're not putting, applying granularity to it. We don't know the standards. So we treat everything the same way. And it's, if every, if every little issue is a trip to the emergency room, it gets real expensive quick. And so I think the lesson is to understand uh, how to get that granularity through establishing those standards. And then you can put a Band-Aid where it's deserved, go to the hospital where it's deserved, and go to the emergency room where it's deserved, because each of those has, has a higher different uh, you know, cost, value, return, uh, you know, whatever it happens to be. So, so for the owner, I think it's just taking a step back and, and not being afraid of the technology. It's there to help you. It's just a tool. Uh, you know, take advantage of the tool by understanding how to use it and when to use it. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great stuff. We're talking with Steve Meek. We will take a quick break and back in 30 seconds. Every business will eventually transition. 
some internally to employees and managers, and some externally to third-party buyers. Mastery Partners equips business owners to maximize business value so they can transition their businesses on their terms using our four-step process. We start with a snapshot of where your business is today. Then we help you understand where you want to be and design a custom strategy to get you there. Next, we help you execute that strategy with the assistance of our amazing resource network. And ultimately, you'll be able to transition your business on your terms. What are you waiting for? More time? More revenue? If you want to maximize your business value, it takes time. Now is that time. Get started today by checking us out at www.masterypartners.com or email us at info at masterypartners.com to learn more. We're back with Steve Meek, principal at the Fulcrum Group, an outsourced IT services firm here in North Texas. So for our listeners, this episode is being recorded during mid-November 2020. We know that uh, that it has a, an unlimited, it's an evergreen shelf life. So I wanted to give sort of some context for time when this is recording. Uh, it's during, of course, the COVID pandemic. Uh, many businesses have sent their workers home to work. How does working from home change things in regards to IT and or does it make any difference at all, Steve? Uh, absolutely. You know, I think, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, with COVID, there's, uh, I guess, a lot of different uh, things that, that, that happened. But, uh, you know, some were operational, some were structural. Uh, you know, when I think of the uh, when I think of the operational changes, uh, you know, one of the one of the, the the hallmarks of uh, good technical design is plan the work, work the plan. Uh, you know, come up with a design, make sure that it fits right, and then uh, you know, uh, put everyone into the, the the right spot as close to the data as possible. But what you had with COVID was you had a rapid change operationally of everybody. Of hey, go do this. We're putting in this tool, or we're asking you to do this. So you're missing out on training. You're missing out on you know a lot of the operational aspects of. Uh, uh, you know, setting up a good design, a good plan for your technology, and then having everyone uh, follow it. And then structurally, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the challenge is, you know, when you work at home, you're subject to whatever the home environment is is like. And, you know, on the network uh, or at your business, at a, in an office, everything is behind a firewall. It's got following certain policies, you verified what's on the network or, you know, what software is in use, but, you know, and at the home, none of that's true for the most part, I would suspect, you know, you've got, you've got PS4s, you've got uh, Alexa, you've got, uh, you know, home uh, doorbells, you've got all these devices that are on the network that aren't as secured or protected like uh, business class commercial devices are that could open you up to compromise. And every home office that people work from is a, a way to get into the network. Um, there's a saying in security uh, uh, that, that you're only secure as your least secure connection. So any home user can get an infection on their machine, come back to the office, their uh, laptops behind the firewall and infect the entire network. And I, I think that a lot of people don't realize of how how little control you have because uh, you know, you've got unknown devices at unknown locations with no physical controls, uh, you know, suspect user, suspect patching, you know, all of those kinds of things. It's, it's a security, you know, as a security certified practitioner that just scares the crud out of me uh, because everything we fought for years so hard to, 
all these protections we put in place, it bypasses a lot of them. Uh, that being said, you know, a lot of those get bypassed anyway. It's just the nature of, uh, you know, cloud and Office 365. You know, a lot of the Office 365 things are, you know, by being on in the cloud readily available, could potentially punch holes in, you know, a lot of the security uh, setups for your environment. So, you know, I think that COVID forces you to take a step back and reevaluate all those security things. Uh, you know, the first part of the year, Absolutely, we got to get operational. If I can't take care of clients, I can't operate. Uh, but uh, hopefully in Q3, Q4, you've been able to invest the time into going back and having your security person or security people look back through your security and say, hey, you know, let's plug all the holes that uh, the, the new holes that we created and uh, getting getting operational and being able to take care of clients. Because there's, I guarantee you, there's a lot of holes that uh, are there that you're not even aware of and not even thinking about because you've been going so fast. Well, and that's, I think that is a solid piece of advice, you know, back in uh, March, April timeframe, when it was, you know, we're being ordered to get everybody home and, and we were, instead of ready, aim, fire, I mean, it was, it was ready, fire, 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 fire. And uh, it's a great piece of advice for business owners to step back now and evaluate, okay, where are all the touch points and have your uh, your IT team, whether it's in-house or outsourced to go out and make evaluation uh, of where the holes are because uh, that it sort of does um, uh, exponentially increase the number of, of uh, opportunities, I guess, uh, there are to have holes in your, in your network. It's, uh, that is great stuff. So, so, um, where uh, before we wrap up today, what else do you see in the future of technology, Steve? Um, well, I, I think a lot of the innovation, uh, you know, I, I, I harp on applications uh, uh, a lot, but uh, you know, our applications of data, uh, you know, in the in the old days, I used to see things in in the vein of it's got to be a server, it's going to be located here, blah blah blah. Um, but I think there's just kind of uh, uh, I think it was the uh, the the book upstream. You know, talk a lot about how you know everything's moving upstream, and uh, you know that uh, you know so many times we react to problems after they occur as opposed to prevent the problems before they're uh, occurring. And, uh, you know, what I'm seeing is just a lot of efforts towards integrating apps and, uh, you know, either through, uh, uh, you know, APIs or just using more services instead of actually having a server. Uh, you know, I think Office 365 is a great example of that. Uh, you know, application programming interfaces, APIs, that's that's how healthcare has their applications talk to each other and share data back and forth. But, you know, even databases, uh, you know, in, in a lot of uh, organizations, you're able to connect two applications together or share data to get more input or, or even use uh, technology called business intelligence to extract more detailed information out of, uh, out of your data. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the past you'd mentioned me uh, about your use of Alexa, and I think that's a, uh, that's a perfect example of how using data, business intelligence, you're able to mine data, use the, uh, use the GPS on somebody's phone to see they're in a particular area, 
look up a search on, uh, you know, cross-reference that with a search they just did in Google. And you can guess that somebody's at Best Buy looking at a, a particular device and, hey, I want to court that person to try and sell them my device, which is complimentary. But just the, the amazing power of technology and how it's able to mine data, uh, you know, for, for a business owner. That's a large scale thing involving Google technology, but I think for the small business owner, you know, there's a lot of tools now that you can uh, reference to either get your connect your applications to connect to each other, to mine that data, to understand where your business is, or other kinds of things. But you know, just the uh, the intelligence that's out there that uh, you know you don't always have to go back and look at your P and L uh, and you know try and figure out what your gross profit is or you know what your uh, you know net profit is or you know any of those things like uh, like you used to because of some of the instead of looking at that reactive data you're able to get some more uh, uh, frontline upstream data that helps you understand the leading indicators of what I should be doing and where I should be going. Well, that is a great example of, uh, of putting technology to use. I, I love the Fulcrum Group. Uh, tell us what sets the Fulcrum Group apart from other outsourced IT businesses. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that perspective, uh, you know, I think that we see what we do as more of a process than a technical skill. So, uh, you know, part of our, uh, part of our, Reason Dietra, you know, the, the way that we do things, it, we call it our star power. Um, uh, you know, how we take a step back, look at all the technology, try and get alignment. Uh, you know, we, we actually have this uh, huge checklist that uh, for our clients every three months, we take our huge checklist and go out to all of our, uh, all of our clients and kind of compare where they are relative to that checklist and arm them with the information of, hey, here's where you are, but here's some things that other organizations are doing to improve their business or organizations in similar situations are adding competitive advantage or are moving faster or adding mobility or, or whatever it happens to do. But just taking that process, that checklist of all these great ideas, we're continually updating it, but we're going out to all of our clients just to remind them of, hey, you know, it's been three months since we've talked, but you know, this still isn't something you're taking advantage of, or, or this is a configuration we could modify or something that we could change. But, you know, just having a process based approach to technology, as opposed to, uh, you know, I don't know all the organizations that are out there, but I know that some organizations see, tech, uh, you know, outsourced technical support as just that, just technical support. If there's a problem, I'll show up. If there's a problem, I'll answer the phone. Probably, possibly, uh, uh, but you know, within within technology, there you know there there's four different types of work. You know, it's more than just the unplanned work. There's a there's a business driven projects. There's change management, uh, uh, and then the the technical projects. And so between those four different uh, types of work, we're trying to spend more of your budget in the business driven projects. Hey, it's great that we update your servers. It's great that we patch. It's great that we respond to issues and that we update things. But, you know, we want to help you identify those business related projects that are going to be value add as opposed to just taking up the costs. And, and I think that's, that's where organizations struggle with uh, IT uh, support or outsourced IT is they spend all their time into that low value quadrant of just responding to issues when they come up and don't invest enough time or thinking or thought or effort into, hey, what's going to add value to our business? What's going to make it 
easier for clients to do business with us, what's going to make us able to respond quicker, uh, understand uh, you know where the client's at, be more aligned with our client, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but uh, you know, just investing in the wrong of the four different types of IT. Yeah, the, so many uh, businesses, business owners that I talk to are very reactive when it comes to their uh, their IT. They don't have those proactive conversations. I love that about the Fulcrum Group. You you take a a much more proactive approach, sort of like a quarterly business review. And one thing I do know, since uh, our listeners know that I've I've owned a hundred businesses in my career. Um, that someone needs to hold the CEO accountable too. And I'll know about a risk and, and learn about a risk, but don't take action on it. And I need to be reminded of it, right? So so holding the uh, the leadership accountable for making sure that they are dealing with some of those uh, risk areas and being more proactive. I, I just love the way you guys operate. So one last uh, business question here. Of course, this podcast is all about maximizing business value. Uh, Steve, if there was one thing that you could say is the most important thing that you would recommend any business owner do to build value in their business, what would that be? Wow. I think it really goes back to, uh, you know, taking control of their data, you know, the, the, of all the technology that you have in your business, uh, you know, the only thing that's really going to separate you is that data. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking for, uh, you know, merger acquisition or, or something of longer term value, a lot of your corporate value is locked up in, you know, what's in your data. You know, either they're they're buying your list of customers, they're buying your your technical knowledge, they're buying your and you know, all the intellectual property, your specialty designs, whatever it is. But realize if that's all your value, you've got to protect it. Uh, you've got to mine it. You've got to understand it. You've got to be able to control it. You've got to be able to protect it. You know, all of those kinds of things. You know, it, it all hinges around your data. But uh, you know, a lot of times when I talk to uh, owners, they they just don't know where the data is. Hey, I know I've got servers, but I don't know where my data is at. Or I think I've got servers, but you know your data could actually be stored in the cloud, you know, on OneDrive or uh, some other shared application. You know, when we uh, when we take on a new client, one of the things that we do is we try to find where is all your data located. And in some cases, you've got you've got like a really super, uh, let's say, like a sales manager, someone who's using some application that that the owner didn't even know about, but only through our questioning and and process do we find out that hey, this this data that's really critical to the the organization, their CRM, isn't even on their servers. It's something the sales guy is doing because there were issues and he wanted something that he could control. And you know, he's not trying to do anything wrong, but just understanding where that data is and where it lives, you know, that's so important to the owner because as you go through your due diligence process and they try and track those. Uh, those things down, it may find out that, uh, you know, it's not where you expect or you don't have control or, or maybe through the, through the M&A process, somebody leaves and you lose access to that data. You know, all of those kinds of things are things that, uh, uh, you know, they'll get found out in the, the due diligence process, but you'd, you'd rather know that before you go through, the, through that process. So knowing where your data is, where it resides, how it's protected, how it's controlled, all of those kinds of things. Get your arms around your data. That is great advice for every business owner. So our longtime listeners know, uh, this is episode 34, I think, that I always ask a bonus question. So Steve, here it is. 
uh, and everybody's been waiting. Our longtime listeners wait all the way to the bonus question. And so here it is. What personality trait has gotten you into the most trouble through the years? Personality trait um, got me into trouble. Um, I, I would say for me that the, the desire to always be right. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, as an owner, you have to be able to listen, you have to be able to interact and talk. Uh, but, uh, you know, just have this, uh, uh, you know, I'll do whatever research, I'll stay up late. Uh, you know, there, there's been times where I've worked, you know, 48 hours straight, you know, those kinds of things, just to be able to get to, uh, you know, to the right answer. And, uh, and, uh, and I think that uh, while that's a, a, a laudable skill and, uh, you know, the wanting to be right is a great thing. I think, uh, uh, you know, sometimes that gets me in trouble by, um, you know, pointing out that someone's wrong when it really isn't even necessary or, uh, you know, calling someone to the floor for something when, uh, you know, it might damage the relationship or whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, I think I, I've always been challenged by always wanting to think I'm right and, uh, you know, be, being willing to commit my uh, you know, every fiber of my physical and mental uh, being to go out to try and make sure that I'm right, uh, you know, sometimes works against me. I, I totally get that. You know, there was a, I'm, I'm very much the same way. Uh, there was a great movie back in, I think it was the late 80s or the early 90s called Broadcast News, where Holly Hunter plays a, uh, a uh, news producer. And at some point, her, uh, her boss, who is like executive vice president of the network, looks at her and says, it must be nice to be right all the time. And she looked right back at him and says, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you say that. Uh, you know, I started off, uh, I started college as a journalist. You know, I wrote in high school and, uh, you know, did, did a lot of writing. And, uh, and so I think that that's part of that, that fact checking. Always want to have the, you know, the right bit of information was, is one of those things that uh, uh, is good in certain situations. But, uh, you know, in the world of business and the world of consulting and other kinds of things, it's, you know, some, I guess letting things slide might might be a, a skill that I need to work on. Yeah, there you go. How, how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you, Steve? Well, you can always get a, a hold of us through the Fulcrum Group. Uh, you know, our main number, uh, um, it's answered live eight to five. Uh, usually, uh, you know, people can get through to uh, through to me. Uh, my email, Steve at FulcrumGroup.net. Uh, I may not respond instantly, but, uh, uh, you know, to the thousands and thousands of emails that I get from having the same email for 20 years, uh, you know, I pretty much respond to every email uh, uh, that I get. And, uh, you know, I've got a, a lot of people that I've talked with over the years where, I, you know, I don't mind answering general questions related to technology via email, uh, you know, for free, just as, you know, I learn something anytime I coach, mentor, train, educate. So, you know, I'm always, always like explaining things uh, to people and, if I had a superpower, I think that's my superpower, being able to break things down and, uh, and explain things to people in a way that I hope they uh, believe they understand better than they did before. So always feel free to reach out and uh, ask that question, and I'll answer as best I can. And, uh, you know, if some other kind of relationship comes out of it later, that's great. But, you know, I just uh, in the end, I just love helping people. Well, if you've got to have a superpower, that is a great one to have. This has been so much fun. Thanks for being my guest today, Steve. 
Well, thanks for having me, Tom. It's been, uh, you know, like I said, I, I just, uh, I really enjoy being able to interact with people and, uh, you know, I always learn something more. And, uh, you know, all of our clients over the years, I've said, hey, even if I show you 10, 20, 30 things, uh, you know, when you become a client of us, I'm going to learn one or two or three things from you. So, you know, that's why I love what I do. It, it's nothing better for a continual learner than continual learning. Uh, be a lifelong learner. Be a lifelong learner. I'm a huge fan of that. So you can find Steve uh, at their website. Look him up at the Fulcrum Group. He's on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, and as always, you can reach out to me and I will be happy to make a warm introduction uh, to Steve Meek and the Fulcrum Group. This is Maximize Business Value Podcast, where we give practical advice to business owners on how to build long-term sustainable value in your business. Be sure to tune in each week and click the follow us button wherever you found this podcast. And finally, join our community by signing up for our weekly newsletter right on our website, www.masterypartners.com. That's master with a Y. And so until next time, I'm Tom Bronson reminding you to get your arms around your data and your infrastructure while you maximize business value. for tuning into the Maximize Business Value podcast with Tom Bronson. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition on their terms. Learn more on how to build long-term sustainable business value and get free value-building tools by visiting our website, www.masterypartners.com. That's master with a Y, masterypartners.com. Check it out. Perfect. I wouldn't make any changes on that.